These are stories of women, mothers, and enterprises filled with grit, gumption, and overcoming. We're in the midst of adversity. We see her rise up. She makes a choice. She chooses to emerge. I'm your host, Becca Erickson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. We are here with Chad Henge of Connected Families. And so, of course, in the month of February, all things constructive parenting, we had to bring in Connected Families. Many of you throughout the Twin Cities had nominated these guys and kept begging me to have them on. So I have obliged, (laughs) y'all. And here we are with Chad, and we're going to dive into really constructive and foundational ideas to parent well and to go to bed at night feeling like you truly have done the greatest job you could do with your children. So Chad, welcome. Thank you. You're the inaugural male. I was looking at your podcasts, and I was looking for a male, and I saw none. It's you, man. It's you. And I have <laughs> no qualms about it. You've got three daughters. Like, pff, I do. You know what's up. You know what's up. I have three daughters, 24, 21, and 17 at this point. Okay. So kind of on the, uh, on the flying the coop uh, right. stage. One finished college, and uh, one kind of taking an extended gap years. Years, <laughs> fine. <laughs> right. Who so cares? in New Zealand. So that's a no. Mm-hmm. I know. So have you gone there? We've not yet. Uh, my oldest daughter went to visit and uh, came back with glowing reports. And uh, it's I've summer heard. there right now. It's not summer here right mm, now. I've so, heard. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, my youngest is a junior in high school. I know you did MFT work and teens, and, and then how'd you end up with Connected Families? Yeah, started out working with uh, Treehouse, which is a local uh, youth outreach organization. So for 10 years, uh, along those lines, figured out that I probably didn't want to be doing uh, youth work, uh, laying on uh, sleeping bags and and uh, <laughs> kind of the church basement sort of scene uh, yeah. for a long time. And so I went and got my master's in counseling psychology. And I got my license in uh, marriage and family therapy, became a certified life coach as well along the way, and came to Connected Families in 2005 and uh, have been working with them ever since, really with a real strong parent focus since 2012. I have been doing a lot of parent coaching and speaking, um, especially since, uh, since then. Cool. Amazing. When you're going to speak with someone, are they always asking for like, give us the same kind of high level or do they sort of get to decide what you're there for? Yeah. You know, parents usually come to connected families with a problem, right? (laughs) They're going, uh, and usually there's a question, uh, one of two variations of the same question. How do I get my child to stop doing this? Mm. Or how do I get my child to start doing this? You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, the this, you just fill in the blank whether it's clean the rooms or do homework or be be respectful or you know help right. around the house whatever it might be a general undertone of obedience yes yeah how do i correct this behavior and uh, i get it right i yeah, get it me if too. i just look at it and i think if my kids just did what they were supposed to do you know things would be just fine right. but it's not quite that simple mhm agreed and so when a parent's coming to you they're really asking for behavior modification or correction are you unpacking everything for them or do you guys just create like, here's what our principles are. Let's create mm-hmm. a plan for you just on our general. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, we we offer a, a framework, um, okay. and I think frameworks are helpful to be able to understand how I'm going to actually look at parenting rather than just what do I do in every situation that could possibly arise, mm. right? Because that, that becomes, a, you become dependent on people all the time telling you what you should do or what you shouldn't do in a particular situation. So the mm. framework that we talk about really is built... Um, Call it the Connected Families Framework, and it's it's a four-principled uh, pyramid that starts with a foundation. Really, as a parent, before we start going into behavioral kinds of situations, like what am I going to do to correct this behavior, there's a question that we ask parents to consider, and that is the question, what's going on inside of me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> before I try to figure out what to do, let's stop and ask a question mm-hmm about what's happening inside of me. And then the next question, what's it like to be my child? What's going on in my child right now? Are they hungry? Are they tired? Mm. Are they anxious? Uh, are they worried? Are they attention seeking? Are they super discouraged? You know, Where is this behavior coming mm. from? Uh, and then the next question we might ask is, uh, what can we affirm? Like what is even a uh, something that I could affirm even in the misbehavior, what talent, you know, and we can get into this a little bit more deeply as we move forward, but what what's the gift gone awry that we would talk mm. about as a connected families Beautiful. framework? Like what's the gift that I can affirm even in the misbehavior? And then the, and then the last question is the question that people want answered, and that's what should I do? Are people trained to move through this pyramid so many times that it becomes natural and it's just sort of a new knee jerk? Or do you have to somehow be so slow and methodical in your thinking, like, wait, he just slapped his brother, so now <laughs> I'm going to start at my foundation. I'm going to move up to the... I mean, that seems very slow for how mm-hmm. quickly we're all reacting all the time. Right. What I, I think that parents will say is when they are actually taking a look at slowing down, that oftentimes parents are like the gasoline that gets dumped on their kids' emotional fire. So we come in, what we would call it connected families, is fast, large, and loud, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <sighs> Stop yeah. that. Knock that off. That's not okay. Say you're sorry. You know, go to your room. That's not all right. I've taught you better than that. You know, we got to mm-hmm. go on and on. Uh, and it doesn't actually help our kids grow and learn. They actually tend to become more resentful of right. us. They take on that same equal emotion. Mm-hmm. And and we're modeling for them what to do in difficult situations. We right. just come in and try to squash it. Get hot and big and right. <laughs> right. go bananas. So we teach uh, from instead of fast, large, and loud, we would consi- we would ask parents to consider slow, low, and listen. Right. So quick to listen, slow to speak slow to become angry, okay? Because when we walk in big and angry, we tend to get big and angry responses. True. Right? Kind of that uh, mirror cell that we all have in us, that we mirror back what we're seeing expressions in other people's faces. That's what gets mirrored back. So when we look angrily at our child, they don't have a pleasant look on their face, (laughs) right? They look just like we do. We become enemies. (laughs) Right. And so uh, sometimes parents will say, um, I don't have time for this. And uh, I would suggest that uh, we're modeling something for our kids. And I think that if we want to model well for them, it's going to take a different paradigm. And we have to learn it. It's We have grace for ourselves, too. Where we go, hey, I've parented this way for so long. Uh, it's not going to be a snap of the fingers and change overnight. But I can change. And mm-hmm. when I control me, then I can help my kids figure out how to control them as well. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not so much, you know, I don't, I don't want to be controlling other people. I want to be under control and then model well for them. And I earn a right really to speak into their life when I'm under control. And the key thought that we talk about with this foundational principle is that kids learn best when they feel safe, mm. right? So what are we trying to teach them and how can we help them learn from us uh, in a way that's that's received? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone is like in a brain flood moment learning very well from fast, loud and large. Yeah. I think it's I think it's low and slow that you're like, oh, I would. I would like to be more like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, stories is a mom that we worked with uh, who decided that she wasn't going to say anything to her kids when she was angry, yeah. uh, just as a discipline that she was developing. And so she decided she would rub lotion into her hands before she would say anything to her kids in a disciplined situation. And I just thought, that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic, right? And the kids would start looking at mom. She's rubbing lotion in the hands. And they would say, oh, mom's getting the lotion, right? And, and it wasn't like you're in big trouble. She's calming herself down. And what she would say to her kids was just so crucial. She would say, you know what? What I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm putting lotion in my hands. I'm just saying a prayer. I'm trying to calm myself down because when I'm angry, I say hurtful and unkind and untrue things to you. And I don't want to do that. To take and responsibility, a right? For them. Right, right. The, I mean, they're about to walk away with more than just a moment of discipline. They're right. getting a lifelong value. Right. Oh. So now you start to see kids running for the lotion, right? It's like, I'm so mad. I got to calm down. <laughs> I've got to calm down. Why? Because we want to protect each other from our baggage and our anger yeah. is when we usually end up hurting each other. Hmm. So putting a huge emphasis on calming me down. Before I rush into um, the behavioral challenge. And if it's, you know, there are very few times, but there are times where maybe if you don't jump right in, somebody's going to, you know, be really hurt. And and so we jump in and we separate and do the things that we need to do. But you could separate with your body without using a single word. Mm -hmm. You know, I get between my two little boys with just my body. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my mouth opens up. Whoops. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I think that's so smart to like mm-hmm. find it. So it doesn't have to be lotion, but find a mechanism that calms you down, mm-hmm. teaches the kids so many more lessons than just a moment of obedience. Is there a threshold for age? You know, like does an 18 month old forget their behavior if you take too long versus like a five year old's going to remember their bad behavior no matter how long your lotion is taking? Right. Yeah. You know, the younger the child, the more immediate the the consequence or right. try to know, associate it quicker right yeah you know even five years old if you discipline them you know an hour later they're likely to remember that yeah you know i always think uh, you know even for teenagers uh they remember a couple days later and so you know we don't have to we don't have to make that quick um association between misbehavior and consequence uh with the our, right. the older our kids get hmm yeah, do you think it's appropriate then to to say, I am disappointed with this. I don't have a clear mind to make a great consequence for you, but mm-hmm. I will talk to you in two hours and will they then they'll know for sure what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna calm myself down because when I'm mad and angry, I don't usually give out consequences that <laughs> they're I, very extreme. <laughs> right. And they oftentimes are hurtful to me. Like, <laughs> they, they inconvenienced me tremendously. Exactly. Yeah. So something that uh, is gonna help them grow and learn, not just experience yeah. so much 
pain that they never want to do that again. You know, yeah. so really when we're talking about a connected families framework, we're talking about this idea of foundation and slowing down. And mm-hmm. we talk about four messages that come out of these ideas and the message for for a strong foundation in a discipline or behavioral situation. The message we want to present to our kids is, child, you're safe with me. Mm. I'm a safe person emotionally, physically, spiritually. I feel like a lot of families aren't doing that. It's so reactive that it gets volatile. Right. And when when parents put an emphasis on becoming a safe parent to their misbehaving child, there's a tone that starts to change, a tone that gets set. And parents, after one coaching session with me, when we talk about just talking about safe before we get to correction, we're talking about safe. They'll come back and they'll say, I just didn't realize how much volume I produced in my family. <laughs> Ever since I stopped yelling, it's been a lot quieter. So if I can't model calm for my kids, then it's really hard to believe they're going to figure out how to do it on their own. No. <laughs> but that's oftentimes the expectation that we have is that right. they should figure it out. And I just look at kids and I think they're unrefined. Mm-hmm. Their, their misbehavior is unrefined. It comes out big and messy. And so we're, we're stewards of that. How are we yeah. going to help them? Yeah. So when I coach with parents, I'm coaching not for tomorrow because the kids that we have today are likely the kids we'll have tomorrow, right? I, I know that's breaking news here, but that's, that's a pretty true. But what are we going to do today that will help move things to a place we'd like to be in six months? And that, I think, when we start having that perspective of coaching for six months out, right. making changes now for then, uh, that is something we can do. It's not something we're just hoping for the best. No, I'm going to make purposeful changes today, mm-hmm. knowing that six months or a year from now, it's going to matter. It's mm-hmm. going to make a big impact on my family. Yeah. And there's some accountability for the parent then to be very consistent. You know, you can't fix it today. Mm-hmm. So that means your behavior doesn't just change for today. Right. Yep. Six months from now, if you want to see something different, it means that every single day of you mm-hmm. looked different for the last six months. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you own it mm-hmm. and you come back to it. Sure. You know, there's, it's, it's not, there's no there's shame. No, right? no, there's no perfection here. It's, it's, a, it's really hard to parent, right? And the so, hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And so uh, when we mess up, we come back and uh, I would do on occasion with my kids, just say, you know what? Today I wasn't the dad that I wanted to be. I said it and did some things that weren't very helpful. And... Mm. Um, if I could do that over again, yeah, you get grace. Your kids are willing to give you grace. Uh, they know you messed up. You know you messed up. So let's just get, let's just get it out on the table, uh, and it also allows them to have grace for themselves because um, we're going to ask them to to come back and maybe do True. some do overs or own up to some things as well. True. Will you walk us all the way through the pyramid in a circumstance? I think. You know, if you can, if you want to make one up, or I could probably give you about a thousand. Yeah, give us one. This is my thing for 2019 is I affirm gifts rather than saying what my middle has always been to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like he pushes my buttons or he's very difficult. Or, so now I just say right. he stands his ground. He perseveres. There you go. He loves to negotiate people, teachers, whoever have called him obstinate, defiant. Right. So there's a lot of like yelling back and mm-hmm. I'm not much of a yeller. I'm very very consistent with him and i I just don't know like what do i do with you anymore right right (laughs) he's just hot wired Mm -hmm. hot and maybe it comes from his dad and i don't know 
right? My yeah. husband's a Marine. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, let's, he's not here. Let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's him, throw him, him under the bus. Exactly. Not, I don't want to blame him, but I think, like, <laughs> right. genetically, can someone just sort of have a predisposition to being, like, pretty hot and yeah. short? Intense. Right. Yeah. Just, oh my gosh. Everyone always uses that word on. He's intense. Yeah. Just uh, kind of sees the world through. You know, make it act, make make it happen. Action oriented. One morning, I came out to the garage with my coffee, looking for him, and he already had my car up on a jack. <laughs> and and I was like, "What are you doing?" Five years old. And he's like, "Oh, I found metal, so it's fine, mom." Wow. And he's got the whole rear. Wow. I mean, his whole world is about action and problem solving and dominating and taking over the world Mm -hmm. which means dominating and taking over his mother yes yeah like how do i pyramid through this four (laughs) steps right so you know i don't know if you want to get into a little conversation where i'm the parent and you're the child and you say the things that you say to me and then we'll have maybe a typical response of how that might go right at least how i would imagine and i've coached with lots of parents and so what's uh, what's something that we might get into a little bit of an interaction about? Am I asking you to do something? Or are you? Yeah, like let's say a slip came home from school. Okay. He got sent down to be with a para or yeah. <laughs> you name it. Yeah. What and d- so I, if you were me, you'd open the folder and say, oh, looks like you had to go spend alone time again away from your classmates. Okay. Yeah, so let's do it the way that that it might uh, it might just fall apart pretty quickly because uh, I'm I'm familiar with that, and then let's walk it a little bit maybe through the the connected families framework. Sure. So, so uh, the falling apart version first. Yeah, exactly. It's so easy for me, and uh, it's so natural, right? So, um, hey, buddy, uh, looks like uh, yeah, I got this uh, folder, the slip home. Looks like you had to, to talk to somebody about some behavior things, huh? Yeah, it's fine. What is this? I mean, no, what, no, what did you do? Fine. Hey, what did you do? It's fine. I'm tired of getting these things brought home from you, and uh, it's about time you get this thing figured out. No. What, what are you doing? No. What are you doing? No, mom. Son? No, mom. Look at me. Mom. If you talk to me like that, no, mom. you go to your room right now until Poopy. you can be respectful. Hey, Poopy r- face. right now, until you no, can mom. be respectful. Nope. Oh, kid. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Man. Isn't it fun being the kid? Oh, my gosh. And this is what he does. And then I'm just like, yeah. okay, if he doesn't stop talking, he can't hear me. And yeah. that's what he does. He'll, right. he'll get louder and talk mm-hmm. over me. And, and yeah. I'm just like, and then he'll just yell something about his genitals or poop. Mm-hmm. or You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm at a loss because now you're being a boy. Right. And now, yeah. not just a boy, you're being loud. Yeah. So as, as we look at the pyramid and just uh, just quickly through the connected families fr- framework. So as we redo this, and I have mm-hmm. no control over him. So that's the first thing I'm going to say out loud. I don't know how you're going to respond to me, but I've got a different strategy. I've got mm-hmm. a different framework, right? So that foundation, I want to send a message to you. Son, you are safe with me. Mm-hmm. I can be okay even if you're not. Right, which is a really big question to start to unpack. And can I be okay even if my child's behavior is not? Or do I need my child to behave well in order for me to be okay? Like, where does my value come from? Right. If it comes from my child's behavior, they have a lot of control over me. Uh, and it's too much power for a child to be able to have over their parent. And so I'm going to look at this and go, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you the message. You're safe with me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Right? The next message or this, this idea of connection and out of a strong sense of connection with my child comes a message to my child. Child, you are you're loved no matter what. Son, mm-hmm. you're loved no matter what. Whether you treat me well, uh, whether you've uh, had this slip come home for 10 consecutive days, uh, you're loved. 
But what about no respect what. for the teacher and respect for me? Right. So those first two messages, you're safe and you're loved, really are messages of grace. Sure. In essence, when we when we mess up, we need a place where we're safe enough. Yeah. We're going to be accepted even when our behavior is is off the rails. Right. Mm-hmm. You're talking about accountability. Now we start moving up the, the pyramid and we okay. move into coach, okay. right? And out of a strong sense of coaching, just about how the basics of life, how do you live life? How do you treat people? Comes a message to my child, you are capable. Son, you're capable of using the good gifts that you have to bless and encourage other people. But oftentimes our kids use those in some really negative ways. And that's what you're talking about when you start to reframe and rename some of the behaviors, obstinate stubborn okay well i'm going to start to see if i can reframe that a little bit and call right. him different names you that persevere. lift him i know up, that's what i right? said for this year right. i'm gonna use right and you're already doing that if we drop down into the grace love and safe mm-hmm. by that point he's already run away mm-hmm. like if i kneel down give him a hug and yeah. say i want to talk when you're ready mm-hmm. he runs away yeah. and he doesn't want it yeah did we teach him that i don't know i don't know but let's play it out okay because yeah. now we're at the top of the pyramid of correction, and we're, we're saying, child, you're responsible for your actions. Okay, that's the message that we would like him to take away from this, is that he's ultimately responsible for his actions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to offer some consequences and maybe partner with the school in this situation that will help him grow and learn yeah. rather than just you know the, the punitive, um, don't ever do that again, which right. doesn't help him grow in wisdom at all it's funny i mean most of his life we we've had to have a consequence for a consequence for a consequence because he spit or bit during consequence and then yelled or slapped during a consequence it's like "Mm -hmm." yeah right sometimes i'll text one the wheels are off the bus (laughs) yes right i guess i don't know what i'm doing yeah and so you've got you've got a really intense kiddo and, uh, you know, it might be interesting to have Lynn on at some point as she does. A, she's a pediatric occupational therapist mm. uh, who does a lot of work with sensory kids. Yeah. And so That's you know, as you start to describe him, I'm going, this is a likely a sensory yeah. kiddo. He likes laying under his heavy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there are some skills that uh, that he may already. I mean, if he's got a, a weighted blanket. Uh, and he knows that that's something that helps calm him down. Yeah. When I'm looking at your safe with me and your love no matter what, I'm really trying to figure out how to help him calm right. himself down rather than me control he him. He mostly just would want us to either sit on him. Yeah. Or instead of a hug, he'd rather be pinned mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Because then he has some oxytocin release where he's like, I'm trapped. Yeah. Or he'd like to go out and mow. I mean, he started mowing the lawn when he was five years old <laughs> and like didn't miss a single... Yeah, so he pays like, attention to detail. Holy smokes. Right. <laughs> so let's just bring it back to the scenario, sure. yeah. right? And just see what happens. I don't know where it's going to go, but I know that I'm going to be in control of me. Sure. Right, because I was out of control in our conversation. I became demanding. I became, you know, just uh, gave up. instructing, you know, you get away from me in essence. Go act right over there and come back. And here's what I, I think as parents we need to be aware of, too, is that if I asked you the two or three behavioral challenges that you're likely to see in the next few days, you'd be able to name a few, right? Mm-hmm. And most parents would. And yet when we see them, we act surprised. Right. right? Like, what? Right. Why are you doing this? You just this? slapped your brother. I mean, this right. morning, you just slapped your brother. Right. But we would expect it. Right. We know it's coming and yet we act surprised. So that's what even in our conversation today, we're just talking about how do we develop a game plan, Mm. a framework to engage that, knowing that tomorrow he might slap his brother again. 
likely likely will but six months from now what are we doing today to change that likely behavior we're seeing today so that six months from now set a different place and we can yeah. look back and go wow some things have changed here yeah so anyway let's just can we re- reopen yep. that conversation and slip i slip came home again <clears throat> yeah there we go another slip and um hey bud how's your day <laughs> yeah one of those huh Yep, I've had a couple of days. Do you need a drink of water? You want some? Uh, you want to? You want a snack over here? Oh, oh. What, is, what does that mean? Yeah. You're kind of wriggling around. Do you need a back rub or something? Don't touch me. No, you don't want to be touched. Don't touch me. What do you need? Oh, the bus. The bus smelled so bad. Oh man, and you oh. are sensitive to smells. Oh. What do you need? Oh. No, by this point, he's on the ground. Yeah. Like he's throwing himself on the yeah. ground. Do you need the weighted blanket or do you need a drink right. or do you need to run up and down the steps a few times? <laughs> we make him do wall squits. Yeah, wall squits. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, no, don't touch me. Okay, so don't it sounds me. like what you're telling me is you need a little space. Is that right? No. I'm not going to my room. Oh, no. No, no, not, not go to your room. I'm just going to go no. in the kitchen and grab a drink of water. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I love you, son. No, you're ugly. No. Yeah. And then silence. I love that because then he's just either going to keep talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to affirm and then I'm likely going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work to see what he needs. Does he know what he needs? If he doesn't, no. but I know some things that he might need, yeah. I'm going to offer him some choices. This isn't even about getting to the slip. Right. This is this is about. We haven't even gotten. No, and and we won't get to the. The slip. bus was too stinky. The... He was set off. Yeah. Right. So we're really in in that second question. The first question: What's going on inside of me? The second question: What's going on inside of him? Mm. What's it like for him right now? And if I'm going to just bring my agenda to this situation and say right, you were ready. wrong and that was bad and you shouldn't do that anymore and I'm tired of receiving these things, he won't receive it. He yeah. can't receive that right now. And so there's a level of empathy even that that allows us to connect. Right. What I, my whole goal in that little interaction was to let him know that I was for him, I wasn't against him, and that I was doing my best to understand that he had needs and to see if I could call some of those things out. Right. You've talked about the smell thing. He talks about the bus all the time. I'm sure it's sensory overload for him right. since he's processing the smell, the bumping, the whatever. By the time he gets off the bus, it's just a wreck. And like he'll say, can't you just put me in parent pickup? But like, how far do you go? Like that doesn't work for my schedule. Right. What do I do? Like, do I accommodate that? Yeah. You know, I th- I think my best hope is to help kids learn how to cope with what they're dealing with. Right. Okay. What's real life like? Um, real life so, is like you ride the bus. Right. So uh, it doesn't mean that we might not um, accommodate it for a little bit while we've got some other strategies in play to try to help him overcome that. But if it's the default forever, then right. then it, we probably aren't doing as much of a service for him as right. as uh, would be best. So um, <clears throat> again, it's like when people would come to therapy and they just want to get on, on meds or whatever. It's like, well, that's a short term and it might be the long term answer, but uh you know, let's see what's underlying mm. there and see if we can get at some root things. And so that's what that's what I would be focusing on sure. with him. In my most tender moments with him, he will yell something like, I stink, I'm ugly, me, me the mom. I stink, I'm ugly, whatever. And so then I, I'm like you, I get up and I walk away and I just go to the kitchen. Yeah. So what's... I was like, this kid hates me. <laughs> yeah, but he really doesn't, right? So... 
So what is he really saying? I right? have no idea, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's on, you know, so, so even as we start and process that a little bit and go, what, what's it like to be him? If you're going to say to somebody, I hate you, you smell, you're ugly. Okay. What do I believe about myself? He must have a hard world. Yeah, he does have a hard world. But why? <laughs> right. So then we get back even into the sensory processing kinds yeah, of things. Sure. His ability to recognize how to get what he needs. I mean, so uh, I would keep coming back to him and trying to help what him understand, need? what do you need? Mm-hmm. So even the ability to hear those words and say, sounds like you're having a rough time or do you need something from me? Mm-hmm. Okay, that takes a really high level of self-control as well, uh, that safe place. But it sounds like there are some things going on. Do you want to say more about that or do you want to connect with me? What are the ways that he connects? What are the ways that he knows that you care about him? Right. Shoulder to shoulder. I mean, he's a boy, right? Mm-hmm. So he just wants to breathe the same air and build something or yeah. make something. Right. So, you know, one of the things that we recognize on the Connected Families framework is the top is correction, you know, the pyramid. Right. The second section is connection. And a lot of times our kids are really wanting connection with us and they don't know how to get it in healthy ways, Mm. but they sure know how to get it in unhealthy ways. And so you think about if I have to connect with you, it's like the air that I breathe. I have to connect with you. It is a strong need I have. And if I do the right kinds of things, I might get connected with you. Maybe a 50-50 shot, you Mm. might connect deeply with me, strongly with me. But if I do the wrong thing or the misbehavior, there's a 100% chance I get connection. And so now we're starting to look at at how I engage a misbehaving child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and am I bringing big intensity into that? Because my guess is that he, when he gets big intensity, it's like it just feeds him. He feeds off the big intensity. Yeah. So am I coming in and providing that for him? And if I am, what are the ways on a, on a strong connection point I could do that rather than always on the corrective point? Mm. We've seen when parents put a strong emphasis on proactive connection, not in misbehavior, but even before it happens, that the need for correction tends to decrease over time. Mm. So really putting a strong emphasis, how am I going to connect well? And it could look as easily as this. Like I can walk in the house and I can say, what's going on in here? This room doesn't look anything like it was supposed to. I Mm. told you kids when I got home that it was supposed to be picked up and it's messier than it was. You know, when I left, this is unacceptable. Mm. That's full of connection. I am giving a bunch of intense energy into these kids. I can also walk in the house knowing that the room is likely to be a mess, okay? Mm, Preparing for it. True. I can walk in and I can look at them and I can go to each child as if they'll receive it and go, hey, how are you doing? Oh, good to see you, man. I've been thinking about you. And if I can give them a little Mm -hmm. hug or a neck squeeze or connect with them on that level, it's a healthy connection. I'm saying, I value you. I'm going out of my way to connect with you. And then I can say, ask the question, don't tell. Tell is usually lectures and it's venting for parents, right? But I might Mm -hmm. say something along the lines of, hey, um, what was this room supposed to look like? What, what did we talk about this morning? Hmm. Somebody is likely to say, at least in my family, one child would likely to have said, it was supposed to be clean. <laughs> and the other two would be like, shh, don't tell them, right? Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, right, you're a good listener. Hmm. You recognize that it was supposed to be clean. Um, how's it looking right now? 
And sometimes in our family, we would take a picture of a, of a clean room. So we knew, all knew the objective clean room, right? right? This is what it looks like. Does it look like this? Does no. that feel passive aggressive to you? Uh, I don't. Does it feel passive aggressive to you? Kind of. Really? Yeah. Like if I were to say to my kids, like, how was this supposed to look? You failed me again. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think tone is really important. If it's yeah. patronizing or it's sarcastic, <laughs> right? But if well, I can come in curious yes. and go, hey, uh, we had a conversation about this and, and sure. what did we decide? Yeah. Oh, is that how, is it, is it looking like we, no, it's not. So what do you want to do right now to make sure that this room gets into the shape that we had agreed to before I left this room? Yeah, morning? I like that. I like that whole, like, what did we agree on? Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was the expectation? What was the agreement that we had? And then the consequence, okay, clarity is your best friend when you're trying to hold people accountable, mm. right? So if it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, subjective we don't really know that's where the objective picture comes from is like no this is what a clean room actually looks like then we can have some way to hold accountable what did we say would happen if you weren't able to get the room cleaned in time yeah yeah you weren't going to be able to go outside and do that thing or that thing that you were we just pick up what doesn't get done and we donate it which then are we like scarring them no right i but i but i think it's 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 clarity on the front end yeah we believe you're capable if they are capable, sure. if they're not capable, I mean, part of it is the coaching and training is to make sure that they are capable. But when we're assured that they can do the task we're asking them to do, then we're going to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But here's what happens with it, with consequences oftentimes with parents is that when we're big and angry and loud about the consequences, the issue tends to get lost and we become the issue. Sure. Right? You're so mean. You're so stupid. I can't believe that you, you know, and, and, and now it's about us. And then we tend to stoop down into the, into the mud and we're like, well, if you hadn't, <laughs> and you're going, wait a second, right? But when the consequence is level and it's offered in more of a, almost an empathetic way, it's like, oh no, mm. the room didn't get clean quite right. And yeah. So, and what did we what did we agree on uh, in terms of what would happen if the yeah. room did? Yeah, yeah. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, tomorrow's a new day, and I bet you'll get another shot at it. How would you want to do it differently tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're there's a little bit more hope in that. We believe you're going to be able to do this differently tomorrow. But today, we all have days where we didn't quite get the things done that we had hoped to get done, or we ignored some things because they were piled high and we didn't want to do it. Right, that's right? life. Right? But yeah. then there are consequences that come alongside of that as well. Hmm. I think at least the framework helps me remember that it, if my tone and my calm can set the tone, you know, and not be big, fast, loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, these are great takeaways. What are the best ways that people can find you guys and then utilize online or speaking engagements or one-to-one? Yeah, we have uh, our website is the best place to connect with us, connectedfamilies.org. And uh, we've got some free resources that I would direct people to. We've got three ebooks, uh, one's on consequences, uh, one is just on this framework that we've been talking about. We've got one on helping kids deal with their anger, uh, which, you know, they're, they're free. So mm-hmm. sign up or, uh, you know, go yeah. to the website and, uh, and take a look at those. We've got a couple books. How to Grow a Connected Family, and then Discipline That Connects with Your Child's Heart. And the Discipline That Connects with Your Child's Heart has three appendix in it that deal with 15 common behavioral 
challenges that parents are likely to face. And then it walks through this framework, not as a prescription of just do these things, Mm -hmm. right? But really descriptive of here's how we could look at this a little bit differently. So it talks about how do we enter safely and Mm -hmm. the message you're loved, you're capable, and you're responsible. How do we hold kids accountable so they learn to to right Mm -hmm. their wrongs? Um, So we've got three online courses as well. Uh, one uh, discipline that connects with your child's heart. We've got one on conflict, uh, sibling conflict, uh, and then we have one called the entitlement fix. And uh, the best way to kind of dip your toe into the connected families pool is to just go to our website, sign up for our parenting t- tips. We send them out via email uh, once a week, and we work we work really hard at developing good content, mm-hmm. meaningful, useful content for parents. And then our blog and our website, we probably have written 300-plus articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can search your topic and uh, find out some maybe some helpful tips and tools along the way there as well. Wonderful. Goodness, Chad, thank you so much. I hope everyone listening can just you know, <laughs> reflect on my own life um, and everything that we learned here with Chad. And then be sure to check out connectedfamilies.org and lean every single little bit you can out of it. Having already known about these guys, I am going to go back and do a little refresher too. I just feel really inspired. So thank you, Chad. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. The Two Emerge podcast is brought to you by Emerge Mothers Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a positive review. A special thanks to our media manager, Laurel Goulson, and to Jessica Manning for our music. This podcast is sponsored by Emerge Mothers Academy, a Twin Cities nonprofit equipping single moms through social work, counseling, work preparation, and a microloan grant program. We believe all moms can emerge as confident women and caring moms. To get involved or support us, please visit EmergeTwinCities.org.